idea that comes out of left field and gets the process, again, the process started. It gets mm-hmm. it rolling. And then uh, I think that's when we feel fired up. That's when it gets exciting. Um, and at the same time, you know, sometimes Aaron will come to me and say, I've got this idea for this wall and I'm thinking this. And she just kind of will start a conversation with me and, and that will be the idea behind the process. Again, it's not this fully formed idea. It's just this, this whole step-by-step, um, almost like a brainstorming session, but, but it's how the creativity is, is um, I guess, pushed forward. It's, it's how we kind of get energized by it. Yeah, we do play off of each other a lot in that sense. So if you have someone in your life who you trust or you, you know, like their style, they may not be doing projects with you like we do together, but to have your own process, it might help to have somebody to have those brainstorming sessions with them and get their honest opinion so that your ideas can grow. Yeah, looking to others, definitely, because sometimes an idea will, will be stuck on something, but then out of nowhere, here it comes. And, you know, we might see something in another blog or we might see something uh, in another house and it just suddenly gets the process started for us. So hope Stephanie that that answers your question a little bit. <laughs> it's a tricky one actually. It's one again, it's one of those ones that you have to really think about. Um now here's another one. Now this is from Myrna and this one this is interesting. Uh, Myrna asks, I think this is on everyone's mind, are there any functional solutions to garbage and recycling? composting in the kitchen. See, it's the in the kitchen caveat that's hard. (laughs) I think, you know, you want to know what my honest answer would be is nothing pretty. Yeah. I think there are a myriad of functional solutions. And if you are lucky enough to have a new build or even um, an old house, but a new kitchen and you are smart enough to have the foresight to to build in one of those pull-out cupboard drawers that has the compartments for the compost, the recycle, and the garbage, then that's probably as good as it's going to get. Absolutely, yeah. No one wants just blue bags on the the side of the wall there where you throw in your recyclables. Yeah, no. It's nice to have some sort of compartmentalized uh, area devoted to that kind of thing, but yeah, the stuff is so ugly, like a a composting bin or a garbage can. We, We were shopping for garbage cans for a long for time. For a long time, looking for that very thing, one that's divided into sections and that would somehow fit in our little kitchen cubby, and uh, it was tricky. Yeah, and, and still, even to this day, if we were to take, we'll tell you right out, if we're going to do an update on our kitchen, which we're actually planning to do sort of a year in review um, in August or September when it will be a year since we painted the kitchen and had all of the upgrades done, Um we're going to move the garbage can out because it's so ugly. I know that you guys don't all want to see it, but it's obvious we'll have a garbage can. Just we don't want to put pictures of it on the Internet. <laughs> so, Myrna, sorry. That's the best we can do. Well, we can answer. Are there functional solutions? Yes, there are. There are functional solutions, but none that are, I would, I would say, that are beautiful. No. None of them belong in a museum. There's always going to be a garbage can in your kitchen. <laughs> All right, so next question we got from Sarah. And Sarah asks, okay, how do we manage work time, family time? How do we balance them? What tips do we have for not letting the blog kind of get in the way of life? Hmm, I'll let you answer this one first. What do you think? Um, we've spoken a bit about this one before on the blog and kind of shared our thoughts on it. I think uh, we have our own methods of 
so so that we don't get too overwhelmed, we we tend to pocket the work we do into little um, dedicated times, times a day when that work for us. So, you know, I can just tell from Erin, she gets up quite early in the morning and she'll devote 15, 20, 25 minutes to bloggy related stuff and just get it off the bat. It's, it's a way of mentally um, processing kind of what's going on. Um, and, and there will be times when we'll get into a groove and we might go beyond that little 15 or 20 minute window and keep working, specifically if it's a bigger project like painting a room or what have you, we'll, we'll go all afternoon or all day sometimes. Um, but I think the trick is, is once in a while we have to force ourselves to remember that breaks are good, breaks are important, and that uh, sometimes you just have to get out of the house, take the dog out for a walk, or go grab a bite to eat somewhere just to uh, hit reset. Mm-hmm. I think I, I would echo that, but also somehow you just made it seem like all we do is work and that we just <laughs> we take 15-minute breaks here and there. I think really what's at the crux of Sarah's question is how do we remain sane while also being bloggers and how do we make sure that we're not just working painting rooms or eight hours a day with 15-minute breaks on the weekend? Because I know mo- everybody knows that we have full-time jobs and we have families and lives. We don't have children. Um, but for me, it's, it is ensuring that First and foremost, that the projects that we're doing are meaningful projects. I found for a little while we were falling into this groove of doing projects that really we didn't care that much about. And I became a bit resentful of the fact that they were taking so much time to do the project and photograph the project and write about the project. And at the end of the day, I thought, I'm not even proud of this project. So you may have noticed a bit of a shift in tone in our blog over the last three or so months where we just started focusing only on the projects that we know would add value to our lives and we would be passionate about. And therefore, our readers would feel that degree of passion, hopefully, about what we've done. So in some ways, I derive energy from that, knowing that what I'm working on is something that I really want to work on and I really, really like and I'm really inspired by. Um, And that way, it doesn't really feel like work. And oftentimes, we're working on it together. So it sometimes counts as family time. Like when we go to a big yard sale, super fun. We get breakfast, we get coffees, we walk around in the sunshine, we meet our neighbors. Um, It's technically something that will end up on the blog, but it's also for us, it's family time. So I think it's all about intention. If it doesn't feel like work, it doesn't hurt like work. Yeah, actually, I really like what you said there. It's true. This is family time. You, You and me hanging out painting a wall or going yeah. to yard sales or yeah. whatever, that's that's family time for us. And because it's fun, because it often, most of the time, doesn't feel like work, Yeah. then, uh, yeah, then that's why it works for us. That's why it's fun. Yeah. Um, okay, so we've got a couple more questions here. And uh, next one comes from Mallory, and this is another nuts and bolts question. Um, do we set budgets for our projects? And and if so, you know, how do we stay on track? What's the mm, key? This we could do an entire episode on, and maybe we'll go a little in-depth and write a blog post once we sort of collect our thoughts uh, in a more concrete manner. But Mal, first I would say that, yes, we set budgets for our projects. Um, and the first question we always ask each other is, can we do this for nothing? can we do this for nothing and if we can't do it for nothing then uh, something that we have done over time is we build out a project as big as we want it to be and sort of the best case scenario 
and then we eliminate, we cut back. For example, we did that with this room that we're sitting in right now with the blog office. Mm -hmm. We did it with our kitchen. So we started our kitchen with almost a fifteen or $20,000 renovation. And then we thought, okay, can we get that fifteen or $20,000 renovation down to ten and still get everything that we want? And then we took that and said, no, we still don't want to spend ten. We can do better than that. Can we get it down to five? And we actually managed to get our kitchen all the way down to about $4,000 using that method of, okay, is this what we really need and is this what we really want? And what are we capable of doing? So you can scale that down to anything as a furniture reclaim or not, right? Like, could I build myself a dresser? Sure, I could. But would it be worth it for me to go online and spend $80 on a thrifted Kijiji dresser? Um, probably. So, but if I spend $80, I want to limit myself in terms of supplies. I don't want to mm -hmm. spend more than 100 on a dresser, Um so, yeah, that's kind of how we keep ourselves in check financially. And I think sometimes that the challenge is what keeps us on track, too. So we knew in this, this blog office where we're sitting that we wanted a day bed. Um, and the day bed that Erin had long had her sights on was several hundred dollars. And uh, we could have brought it here and assembled it ourselves and, and ordered it. But the challenge of, you know, building that for ourselves was motivator to do something for under a hundred dollars mm -hmm. that would give us a, a piece of furniture that had way more value than that to us. Yeah. Um, so for staying on track, I think the challenge is often the challenge of staying under budget and doing as much as we can ourselves is, is a big motivator. And part of that challenge is patience because people so often will set a budget. They'll say, I want to spend $1,000 on this room. And the only way to stay within that $1,000 is to put the elbow grease in, but that takes time. Yeah. So if you're willing to put in the time, usually you can stay on or below your budget. Yeah. And sometimes we had to let go of certain things that we wanted as well, in all fairness. Yeah. But for the most part, I think we've got, when we really de determined what we needed and wanted from a space, um, I think most of the time we've, we've kind of got what we wanted. Yeah, we've pretty much nailed it. I mean, of course, I would have loved to have blown out the kitchen and put in all whole brand new things. And maybe that will happen one day down the line. But for this scenario, there was no sense in us spending $20,000. we are pretty happy with the $4,000 that we spent. Yeah, yeah. And this actually takes us nicely into kind of our last question. And Aaron, you kind of touched on this a little bit when you brought up patience. But Haley asks, uh, how do we stay motivated and positive through the project process? Oh, that's a, that's a really good question to end on, I think, yeah. because it's all about psychology and emotion. And people think, sometimes I think this, maybe you don't think this, Please, please write us and tell us you don't think that our house always looks perfect because one of the things that we are really good at, I think, that, that helps us push through a lot of the larger projects is making sure that the mess stays in one area of the house. So yeah. there was one point there when we were working on the blog office, when I had a bunch of furniture reclaims going, when I can't even remember what else was happening, but every single floor of this house was like a disaster zone like there was lumber and ladders and paint and drop cloths and the whole house felt horrible and you and I both came home from work one day and thought okay we need to carve out at least one floor needs to be 
pristine and needs to be livable and no sign of any projects. So I think from there, we may not have actually said it, but I think it's tacit that when we're working on something, we really try to zone it off so that mentally we can walk away and be somewhere else and we can come back. And it helps to motivate us in that respect Mm -hmm. because it doesn't feel as big as it is when it's not always in our face. Yeah. And I think sometimes to to be real about it, um, <laughs> to be real, man, yeah. <laughs> uh, sometimes we're working on a project, uh, a very specific project, and we get to what can be a very frustrating point when something's not working the way we want it to or something just isn't turning out the way we like, and it's really, really tempting to um, either give up or to to kind of compromise on something in a way we didn't want. So I'm thinking of a nice a little bedside table that we were recently working on. Actually, just spoken about it before, and we oh. had this hardware issue on it. Yeah, that was crazy. Like, it was just this side-of-the-road find, and it had these just old-school wooden knobs with a regular Phillips screw, and yeah. that screw on both of them, yeah. two, both two the drawers, screws, yeah. would not budge. No, I think Thor himself kind of tightened that screw. It was just like <laughs> and He-Man. So you ended up having it. to drill out the screws, and I remember standing there saying, "Oh, is this even worth it? I'll just repaint the hardware while it's on the drawer." And yeah. you turned to me and you said, "No, no. the effort is going to be worth it." Yeah, uh, and so I think we're playing off our our own personalities and, and recognizing. You know, sometimes when one person's frustrated, the other can step up and, and kind of help out and take some of that mental pressure off. And Aaron would do the same for me. You know, when I was working on the daybed, for example, there'd be mm-hmm. times when something wasn't square and I was just incredibly frustrated. And she would just help me. You would just help me kind of reset, mentally take a break and remind me to take a break and, and come back Bring to you it. a snack. Bring me a snack. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes awesome. you just need to motivate yourself with some, snacks. Some cheese and crackers. <laughs> Maybe pickle. All right. Well, I guess, is that all the questions that we, we got through that? I think we answered most of that them. That was Stephanie, Stephanie, Myrna, Sarah, Mallory, Haley, everyone. All right. Well, and if you have more questions for us, uh, feel free to leave a comment on the podcast, on our Facebook page. At this point, I feel like you all know how to find us out there in bloggy land and internet world. So um, we're we're always here to answer your questions and we look forward to them. Yeah. Thank you for those that did write in with these questions. Keep them coming. All right. Take care until next time. Bye folks. Thanks for listening. For more information about advertising, sponsoring, or being a guest on the DIY passion podcast, please email us at DIY passion blog at gmail.com.